Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size podcast. We're here at the end of the international break to preview the Everton game this Sunday. Um, it's been a long time since we won at Goodison Park. Since you forgot Wenger how days. to host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's been a long time since, since the Wenger days. Um, 2017 was the last time we won at Goodison Park. So I'm hoping you'll be more optimistic than I am going into this game. And yeah, it's good to be back with you, Clayton. How are things? <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is uh, I need to tell everyone what just happened. <laughs> yeah, you do need to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> Nima's obviously been on holiday, and uh, for anyone that didn't catch the last couple of pods, I um for the first time ever I hosted right, and um we had Hassan on, we had Mike and Scott, we had Adam and Angus, and um yeah, I was hosting and like I, I struggled with it. With it initially, and then I got the hang of it, and then like, Nima's fucking rusty. He comes on, and uh, basically in the back end, you have to like click the countdown and then go live. <laughs> he clicked the countdown, he just didn't click go live. We just sat there, and it's just. <laughs> and then even now, like, I can tell you like forgot what to say. I was like, what do I even say? Yeah, I was like totally <laughs> out of it. I'm clearly um, not fully back in business yet. International but, um... break. He's uh yeah, he's lacking match fitness, but. Yeah, Arsenal I need not. some training. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're back. So uh, it was a busy international break for a lot of our players. Like, saw a few of them. I think Bobby Bobby put out a tweet about some of the minutes and stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of our key boys played quite a lot. But, yeah, can we beat the Everton Goodison Park hoodoo? I think I saw we haven't won there since 2017, I want to say. I think I saw. Yeah, yeah, 2017, Wenger was the last manager to win there for Arsenal, so it's been, it's been tough. Obviously, we know what happened last season. Um, mm, they're also doing very badly season. now. Oh, you were, of course. Yeah, they're doing very badly right now as well. And I, I saw never someone tweet, going they're going to have a new new takeover bounce. <laughs> That's Did the thing, yeah, a, like, complete have the they been taken right? over? Has it yeah, just been completed? So it's been completed, yeah, that 777 company and... um yeah, so last year we had new manager bounce. This year we're going to get new takeover bounce from them. <laughs> Why? Why is it always us? Um, it reminds me of Southampton um, when they like in a game. I think it was ten games, and on Boxing Day they like spanked us. And I was just yeah. like, how? Like these guys? guys it's the only game they won. Yeah. Was it Pellegrini or back in the day? Well, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong. I was thinking of that right back, but maybe I've got that wrong. This was like a three four nil Boxing Day slap up, and like. They, they lost every game before and after they faced us. I just really hope Everton don't do like a masterclass with everyone showing up ready to just batter I us. Um, I, I do feel our boys are stronger now. Like I look at our team and the height is disgusting. You see the video yeah. of the tunnel against United where oh, no, um, our actually. boys are coming out. You need to see that. There's like our boys are coming Lissandra out. Lissandra Martinez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Saliba and Martinez come out at the same time. And you just look at it and you start creasing. Honestly, you start creasing. We've um, got a very physically imposing team that's also very technical, which is a good blend. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be like the Arsenal teams of old, perhaps. Like, you know, when we used to play the likes of Stoke and obviously Burnley, previous to company, when they now try to go toe-to-toe with that sort of teams now, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we'd be well up for that like physical battle now. We've got the personnel to really dig in and, do what's needed, right, to see it through. That kind of, um, that 10-man that we went down to, right, we were really, um, you know, against Fulham. Like, obviously, that game, like, also Palace even, yeah, so because Fulham was the one, I'm just still pissed about Fulham. But that with 10 men against Palace, like, the way we defended in that game, 
the yeah. way we limited them, like I was like, wow, this is not the Arsenal I know. Like normally we're panicking at the uh, the final 10, 20 minutes, but you know, Gabriel subbed on, we were 10 men and we defended for our lives and I felt quite yeah. safe. I never really yeah, quite felt like same. they were going to score and that's crazy with 10 men. So yeah, yeah, 11 men against 11 men against Everton. I think we've got it physically where it matters. Like, I, it's time to break this record, basically. Like, yeah, no, no, sure. no more of this go into in a way. Yeah, let's go straight into it. Um, so, predicted lineups. So obviously, this was on the graphic. We've got the team that started against Man United. I think the general consensus before the part uh, the party news came out was um, everyone thought Havertz wouldn't play. Was the general narrative? I think I saw where people thought it would be party Odegaard Rice and um, obviously <clears throat> yeah for podcast listeners the team was Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel Zinchenko, Odegaard Rice, Havertz, Saka and Ketio Martinelli. Uh, I'm just going to go straight for it if you don't mind. I think it's going to be the same yeah. team. Yeah yeah I think the only difference I've seen that seems reasonable to call out is if Jesus is ready enough to start ahead of Nketiah right. but I think that's a difficult debate because you know, if he starts this, is he then going to start midweek? And like, if Who, Jesus doesn't Jesus. start mid- yeah, and then oh. if Jesus doesn't start midweek, does he then start against Spurs in the North London derby? I almost feel like whoever starts as striker in the Champions League tie will be the one who will start as striker against Spurs. That's what I'm thinking. That, so I that, think Jesus isn't going to be the one to start this game, like you're saying. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, because I said the team, but I didn't really give any rationale. That's basically mm-hmm. it for me. I feel like Enketia is going to get one more league game, and then I can see Jesus starting midweek and being hooked early with a view to mm-hmm. starting on Sunday against Spurs as well. And let's be real, as good as Enketia has done, when Jesus is fit, Enketia is not starting. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the question: Is he fit yet? And I'm yeah. not so sure he is. And, and as a result, he's travelled a lot like as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, but also with that in mind, I feel like it's fair to get... Well, if we're acknowledging that as long as Jesus is fit and Ketia is probably not going to be starting, give him the one mm. more game against an Everton, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love Jesus to start, obviously, but I just don't want to see him breaking down because we're rushing it. And the reality is, I think he subbed on for one minute for us, then he subbed on for 14 minutes for us. And when we were talking about the minutes Bobby put out, Jesus played 29 minutes in the international break. Like, yeah. You know, like the guy is re- like he's not really got 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 going yet. But I think last time he came out from injury, I don't know who it was who said this. Maybe it was on I think when I was listening to one of you guys on one of the guest shows when I wasn't here. Um, there was talk about how within three games of him returning from injury, he then started doing back to back nineties again. Yeah. So this would be the third game back from injury, right? And yeah. I guess it's after this game is that when you would then expect him to because he's a quick healer. He is, yeah. And also, he's had this international break as well. Like like you said, he only played, what was it, 23 or 29 minutes? 29 minutes, minutes yeah. Uh, he's been consistently training. And I just think he he had a cameo against Man United. He's had the international break cameo. He's mm-hmm. now got another cameo in him, in my opinion, against Everton. I can see him like 30 to 40, well, yeah, probably 30 minutes. And then, like I say, start the PSV game, try to get that rhythm 60-70 so that he's 100% both match fit and generally fit for the big one against Spurs. So that's how I think it will go. Havertz, seen um, some discourse on Havertz versus Vieira. I'm quite bullish on I think Havertz should and will start this game personally. I think I think just 
the from the physical stuff we were discussing, like he's one of our biggest players. Like I know he might not look strong, but he is no, tall he and is, he is yeah. strong and he is fast. So I, I would think against their midfield three that they played us, and I'm sure we'll look at their lineup for Bruce game in a moment, but I, I would want him there. Actually, what I'd seen wasn't Vieira. What I'd seen was oh. um, Jorginho playing as the six to be a controller and Rice playing as the eight instead of Havertz. Right. I've, I've seen that as well. What, what do you think of that? I don't mind it. Um, I'm not sure I'd want Jorginho to play at the base against that midfield of Everton. I think they're quite really? big, strong guys. I don't know. I guess if they can't get to him because he's silky and making the passes at the right time, fair enough. But I just don't see like Havertz not starting. He got that fantastic assist for Germany in the international break as well. You would think Arteta wants to kind of ride off any small thing that might give the guy some confidence. Like yeah. even if it's just that one drop of fuel to light the fire, like maybe that assist is what it takes. But I, I just can't see him not playing. Like I know people are saying take him out the firing line, let someone else play give him minutes off the bench, slowly build up his confidence. Maybe, but I just don't think in this game against an Everton that we need to be able to fight physically that I would not be playing. Like, I would be playing I him, agree. basically. Yeah. Yeah, just you know me, I mean, I've, I've been very... Well, I wouldn't say I've been very critical. I've just said what I've observed. But even with that in mind, I, I think it's a game that tactically suits him. And I uh, just want to see a lot more... What's the word I'm looking for? Oomph. <laughs> That's not the I word. Guess I'm just the fu- just the final third. Like just to see something from him. My, in the final mine's third, not right? even on the ball. Like uh, just off the ball, he needs to be more proactive and urgent. That's the word I was looking for. Urgency. Just need to see more of that. And like he's very good at winning duels, and he's very good defensively. Of course, on the ball, he needs to improve. But my biggest thing is that position is so important in what it unlocks for the rest of the team and so much selfless running that mm. I've not seen enough of that and he has to he has to step up I'm afraid um, but yeah I do think it's a game that tactically suits him and for his worth long term I think he'll be fine I still think he'll come good um, just yeah long term I have no doubts on him I know a lot of people are concerned but I am nowhere near. Yeah, you've right seen all this stupid of athletic journalists yeah yeah I saw that about like flop of the summer or whatever but um you know, if you look at two seasons ago, that same list, they made it then, and Ben White was their flop of the summer, yeah. then four games then. So, you know, yeah. I know to take this with a pinch of salt. Like, Ben White... Last season, it was one of the Tottenham getting top four, not us, all of this oh, nonsense. Yeah. Like, they love yeah, a four-game so sample size. They love it. Every time we get to the first international break, they want to smear us with mud. But it is what it is. Um, my on only the, last um, question is oh, just on Tommy yeah, Yasu. Because obviously he oh. did fantastic at centre back yeah. for Japan against Germany, and I think he's had a confidence issue too. And he actually gave an interview where he said, "Like it's now about him being confident at Arsenal, and when that, he goes yeah. back to the national team, he's hoping he can bring that confidence with him." Um, obviously, he was very good and very confident at the beginning with Arsenal. When he kind of returned, he had a couple of little recurring injury issues, and then he had a freak accident, and he kind of slowly fell down the pecking order, but. It was only a year ago at the Emirates when he kind of masterclassed that left back, not having played their thrust before against Mohamed Salah and shut him out of the game and got yeah. him subbed at 60 minutes. So, you know, a lot has happened in that time. But now with the games coming thick and fast with Champions League, I'd like to think that the likes of Tomiyasu and even Trossard, as you mentioned, he scored an 
unbelievably Tekka's goal for Belgium. I've not like, seen it. I've heard it was a banger. You need to see it. Yeah. So these guys, I want to see more of them. But I yeah. just, the question is again, it's like, is this the game they would play in? Because like Tomiyasu, he gives you again another guy, a big, strong guy, you know, defend aerially, stop them from I getting just, over the top. For me personally, like I get it, but I don't think with respect to Everton, we need to go and change everything to compete. Like, I think the physicality in midfield, sure. Up front, it's Beto. Gabriel Saliba White is more than enough to deal with Beto. Like, that's it. We I don't guess need to go Calvert Lewis probably still injured. The control. Uh, oh, good point. I, I just made an assumption he is. I'm not sure. But even still, he, he like always Calvert is. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, I think what I'm getting at is what Tommy Asu gives us physically, we lose control wise with Zinchenko. And I don't think Everton's threat is enough to justify removing that component for me personally. Yeah, fair enough. No, um, that, 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 that makes sense. And the other thing I was just going to say on the Jorginho point, because, um, yeah, it's a really good point you raised. I don't actually think it would be an issue if he played. If it was Jorginho, Rice, Odegaard, I think it would be fine. And I think it's because the way Everton's midfield is physical, but the areas they occupy, I don't think they'd get that close to Jorginho. And I actually think it's a selection that, mm-hmm. if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Because if I'm imagining we're up against a, a low block, Jorginho's range of passing and the way he shifts opposition structures is actually really clever. And it's something that probably would work quite well. And just more to the point, even I think it's quite a lazy narrative that people go to with with Vieira. I get it. Like he's flimsy and he's a bit weak and therefore you worry about that stuff. But the areas he occupies on the pitch, that's where he's going to get pressed quickly and like that's where the physicality mm-hmm. comes in. I think Jorginho operates a bit lower down, right? And a bit deeper. And I think he has more time and space there. So I don't think it's a big problem. And also he's very good at evading pressure and stuff like we've seen it in big physical games before. So I wouldn't worry about it. But for what's worth I still think he'll go for Rice, Havertz, Odegaard just because that's his trio. And then sorry, I know I'm waffling, but just on rotation. I I don't think yeah, we're gonna see that much. Rotation. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see much in terms of starting 11s. I think he's just going to really flex the squad in kind of substitutions, to be honest. I think you'll see over the combination of Champions League, Premier League games that if we're in winning game states, I think now he's going to start taking people off a bit earlier and kind of, especially the back line, like bring Tommy Asu on for 30, 35 minutes sort of thing. Um, Yeah, So it's more about how he uses them as subs rather than necessarily... Yeah, rather yeah, than so. just change five odd. or six of the lineup. He will not change more than two people, in my opinion, for a starting eleven in a Premier League mm-hmm. or Champions League game in this period. Um, and even those one or two, unless it's fatigue, I think it will be very specific tactical instructions. But I'd be very surprised personally. What about you? Yeah, no, that's fair. I think for me, like he said it in the presser today. I was watching him, and they asked him about what's it like. You know, it's going to be crazy. It's like free game, every three days you're playing. This is new for you. And he just said, it's exactly what we did last year with Europa League. Yeah. That was his response. Like, he just does not care. And he's like, obviously, it's great to be back after seven years. But, you know, we were there for 17 years and we didn't win it. So we if need anything... to learn from why we didn't win it and win it this time. And so yeah. I was like, oh, he's ambitious. Um, nah, and man, he is, yeah. And, and, and you know what he says? He... um 
he says that the best players need to be able to play every three days, and that's modern football. And also, so I'd argue I don't think the rotation's that deep, right? Because he's himself saying they the best should be able to play every three days. Yeah, this is why like people are going so OTT on Saka, and um, even on the Champions League versus Europa League, I'd argue in terms of rests, you actually get more rest when you're in the Champions League. Look at our fixtures. We're going to play on Sunday, then Wednesday, and then Sunday again. Europa League, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you go. Whereas you're actually getting... Do you know how many times I saw us play Thursday night and then, like, first kick-off on Sunday? And I'm like, what? They they literally made rules in the last two years to help Premier League clubs that if you played on a Wednesday night, you couldn't play the 12.30 Saturday kick-off. That was, like, a rule to help them. But when we were playing and we weren't in the Champions League, when we had like rearranged postponed fixtures, we would play them Wednesday night and then play Saturday 12 30. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything here. It's not conspiracy theory. I'm just saying <laughs> that the protections that they're meant to give you, all the other leagues protect their clubs in Europe. Yeah. The Premier League uh-huh. and the FA do not give a shit about supporting English clubs win the Champions League. No. But across the rest yeah. of Europe, if you look at the Bundesliga, Serie A, Liga, they will make sure they schedule the fixtures between the Champions League ties at a time that suits their clubs who are representing their league in Europe. Whereas in the Premier League, it's just like we're completely dictated to by the TV broadcast companies only. That's like the only thing that we use for decision-making in this country. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, Yeah, Let's look at Everton. Yeah, let's go on to... They played Sheffield United uh, before the international break. What was that? 2-2, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I think Archer scored an assisted, Pickford scored an own goal. It was a bit of a wild one. Yeah, so their team for that game was Pickford, Patterson, Tarkovsky, Braithwaite, Ashley Young, Garner, Gay, Onana, Danjuma. Uh, sorry, I've read that so badly. And then Decore and Beto. Um, but that was their team. And I'll be honest, I've not really paid attention to them in terms of injuries or anything what's been going on. So um not much insight to add on that but i just think it's a game like just do our thing like just go there dominate the ball move them around play our game and we should be fine obviously what they did last year was they really packed out the half spaces on the left and the right right so um yeah we're gonna need to i think just generally they're a team that obviously is going through a tough period but what we've got to be careful about is that they've actually from an underlying numbers point of view they have created a lot of XG. And oh, have they? Barely, yeah, like, like before this game against Sheffield, I don't think they'd scored yet. And they had like five XG, zero goals or something ridiculous. So I remember so they the have Fulham been game was heavy, like in terms of... That's yeah, probably so where a lot of the XG came it. from, yeah. Because yeah. they, I don't know how they did not win that game. And no, Leno pulled yeah. out a masterclass, right? Uh, I just think, I look why. at this team and I'm like, oh, we're just better than them. It's simple as that. And I think we can get so caught up in the kind of, oh, we haven't won there in so many years. We hadn't won at Spurs for so many years. And look how we dicked them at their place last year. Like I just think I personally, I've said this before, I don't buy into two things. I don't buy into, uh, well, it's one thing really. I don't buy into these previous record sort of things. I think it's got nothing to do with anything personally. And I think you just rock up there. We're a different team. They're a different team. Rock up, play your football. We're a better team than them. Win it, go on to the next. Which yeah, leads no, nicely on to score predictions. So this is going to be an interesting one. What, what are your thoughts here? So well, we've had we've four matches a, so far. We had a full house of um, 
correct three ones. Uh, I don't know if you that saw was the good. Little, yeah, the little clip I put out where, yeah, obviously Scott did it, Mike did it, you did it, I did it, James from Planet FPL did it, I'm sure Adam, 3-5-Who did it. 3-1 <laughs> felt very popular. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing okay. You're doing better than me. So, four games have gone. You've predicted uh, four wins. <laughs> Um, and obviously, yeah, I, I predicted three. I predicted a, a draw, but I got the game wrong in which it happened. Um, but yeah, you've predicted 13 goals for us. I've predicted 10. And we've both predicted that we'd concede two. And we've actually scored eight and conceded four. Um, so with that in mind, where are you heading for Goodison? I I still think it will be a bit of a cagey game. and. I'd like to get a big statement victory, but everyone's been traveling. They've been all over the world. I never liked the first game back from an international break. Um, and I think maybe they'll have their eyes on Champions League. So just that 1% distraction of what they're excited and looking forward to. I hope they don't uh, have too many mishaps. I think Everton will score a goal. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately we should have too much for them, as you said. I'm going to go for 2-1. Because okay. I think it's going to be a battle. Uh, like, if it, if it was my heart, that's my head. If it was my heart, I'd be saying, like, 4-0 and some shit. Like, that's how yeah. big the gap between us is right now. But I just don't think we're going to make it easy for us off. So, 2-1. It's interesting what you say about your, your heart. Um, so, my head is saying I think it's going to be chaos. And when I say chaos, I think we'll have control. I just think they'll score from, like, a fucking set piece and a mistake from us. I just think there's something in like defensively, structurally, we look good and we're not conceding good quality chances per se. But I just think there's something about this team and scoring shithouse goals and us conceding stupid goals where it just feels aligned that that happens. Mm. On the flip side, I think we're going to fucking annihilate them in periods in this game. I, I honestly, like, I think. There's going to be periods where we're like, wow, it's clicking. Um, I really feel that in this game. I've, I've got this weird feeling where things are just really going to fall into place. The fluidity will be better than what it's been and it will be free-flowing. We'll create good quality, consistent chances. And I'm going 4-2. Four 4-2, two. Four two, damn. Okay. Yeah. That's where the chaos part comes in as well, right? <laughs> yeah. And when, when I say 4-2, like I said, I think we'll create a lot of chances and I think we'll be clinical. I just can see them scoring like a set piece and us making a mistake that gives them a bit of a lifeline. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm going 4-2 to the Arsenal. Bit of a whopper one. I like that. If you get that one completely spot on, I'm going to be like in awe of your prediction abilities, <laughs> honestly. Because um, that is a wild scoreline. To score six goals in a game of football does not happen very often. So, I don't know what, what you're kind of uh, telling yourself that that's the scoreline, but I need some of that kind of confidence in my outcomes because I'm not very confident in my 2-1 at all. It's just no? seems rationally where it would end up. But um, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, from an FPL point of view, this might be worth just adding in here at the end as we wrap up. Um, have you changed your opinion on what you think the best three Arsenal assets are? compared to like say in pre-season when we spoke like I'm someone who still owns like all three of mine for example so I have Saka, Martinelli and Saliba but the reason I asked this is because it's quite timely I might be looking to sell Saliba in this week or next week I think so I'm starting to get to that point 
Yeah, like I might move him on next week uh, when we play Tottenham. It feels like an opportune time. Obviously, we then face City a couple of weeks after that. Like we start to go to a bit of a tough stretch, right? And I'm thinking, do I really need this guy in my back line? Like I could get someone else. I could get like a Newcastle defender. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on the same kind of plan in FPL. Like the defender is the one you're more happy to lose first rather than one of the attackers, right? Yeah, and also I just. What I think the best three is, is probably Saliba, Saka, and one of Martinelli or Odegaard. But I just don't think with our fixtures, you need three. Um, Mm. I think it's fine to have one or two and both of them being attackers. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not that keen on our assets for the foreseeable but not the foreseeable but but like for this block. game yeah this game i really want them this game i really yeah. like them even tottenham i like our attackers but yeah i think same. the defender will be moving soon and i may get rid of martinelli come game week eight when we face man city so because i because i've got saka martinelli and foden and harland oh, okay. I, don't, I don't want like i don't want four attackers all in one game like uh, I, that, 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 I do not want that in my life so that's a good time for me, I think, to jump ship and restructure my team at that point. Yeah, but, um, I'm going to try to get a few points out of Martinelli until then. And I'm actually you can... backing him for the brace this weekend. So of the kind yeah. of the two one that I've predicted, Martinelli is okay. the one I'm backing to explode this weekend. Nice. Are you going to play UCL Fantasy? I am. Yeah, yeah. I've played it last two seasons. So this will be my third year. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I cannot wait for next Wednesday. I'm going to be a mess back there. And uh, obviously, we'll do. We'll try to do the review of the Everton game before Wednesday because then we can touch on what we think the team will be for PSG true, and yeah. stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see that's if we a good idea. Maybe but, we can do it on Tuesday or something before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Monday good. or Tuesday. Yeah, we'll, we'll let yeah, it be interesting to see what state the team is in after Sunday. And then yeah, we we're back in the Champions League on Wednesday. So uh, yeah, we'll touch it, on that. It's been in long the... overdue. Yeah, we'll touch on that, and uh, obviously going forward, we do we do the previews every Friday, right? So um, we'll be able to touch on the Champions League from week midweek and stuff going forward. So yeah, hopefully there's hopefully it's another addition to the season, which should be a special special one in this competition. As fingers crossed. I think so. Well, until next time, thank you everyone who watches this back or listens on pod. Good luck to us this weekend. Up the Arsenal and let's go get those three points, baby. Yeah, let's get it. Up the Arsenal. Let's do it. See you next time.